Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already on this Christmas Eve morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman and producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And now let's run down to Deep South Texas where I'm going to be heading here in about 24 hours. Let's check in with Captain Blaine Fryermood. Fryermood, what is up? Hello, Mickey and everybody else out there this morning listening Man, in. you're a wor- working machine. <laughs> I got up early and went and uh, fed up the number one pasture, which is right there by the house, because there's a nail guy in there, and I, want, I was just kind of snooping around to see if I could see him before daylight, but I fed all the roads in there. We got a really big buck going through there now, so see if someone can grab that deer here pretty quick, but now I'm over at uh, our property north of Hebronville and feeding the blinds over here, just kind of touching them up, getting right. them ready for you, you and all of our buddies. Brian Harris got all his buddies and friends coming down along with you on christmas day so that's a good crew they come every good, christmas yeah it's, it's good stuff and everybody's good hunters and you know everybody has a good time no pressure everybody's just hunting and glad to be there you sound like you uh you got the sniffles a little bit there bud i do i call it a cold some people call it the flu and others call it the covid so but i don't feel <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad at all. I'm just stopped, stopped up a little bit. Yeah, but, well, that's good. Man, I'm glad you feel bad. It's 69 degrees right here, and I ran Goodness. over like a four and a half foot rattlesnake a minute ago. So well, you made a liar out of me. I told the listeners it was a five footer. <laughs> well, okay, it was kind of coiled up a little bit, but I smushed him, and you know it was on the asphalt, so it right. it, it might be a six footer, Mickey. I can stretch it on out there too, buddy. Sure, let's it's hey, like let's spin it, baby. Put the spin <laughs> on it. It's a big, it's a, it's a giant, big, fat snake, and I guess he was just laying in the road getting warm because it yeah. was you know warm yesterday, and it's warm this morning. So here we are, Christmas time, still having to deal with rattlesnakes. Oh yeah. I was uh, feeding the roads a minute ago over here on one of these blinds, and a covey quail busted out off the road, and they all ran into my truck. Sound like somebody's throwing footballs at my truck. 
boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Look at these crazy quail. Hey, you know out there by me where uh, everybody always runs over those hogs there by Luke Anderson's house? Yep. They yep. come off that uh, high fence property over there, and they head into the neighborhood there along the bay to, you know, see what they can find to eat. And uh, last night I was going down to Raz's, and it was right – I mean, it was right at dusk. You know, could barely see. And and uh, I'm driving along, and something caught me out of the corner of my eye, he come running out of this opening. He was running wide open about a 200-pounder. And he barely missed the side of my truck. I can't believe he didn't hit my receiver hitch on the back. Oh, that that destroyed a quarter. He panel. was headed he towards hit. the bay, and I'm going, man, I just got lucky. That hog yeah. barely missed me. Hard to believe with all that, all that activity going on out there. We got a bunch of deer and hogs out there everywhere still. It's, well, it's shoving them towards the bay. I mean, everything's you know just shoved in. up. Yeah. All all through Beach City right there. It's crazy, man. Coyotes, hogs. Habitat. Yep. Exotics, whitetail. I told you about uh-huh. that big whitetail buck coming down that high fence line on the outside <laughs> of it trying to get in it. He couldn't find a way what to happens, get in. What happens if that deer would have walked over in your yard? You're out of the city limits, aren't you? Yes, I would have shot him. I'd have dropped him right there in the backyard <laughs> and strung him up. It was a big ten pointer. Big old white horned deer. Those they were shining in that sunlight. Oh, big deer. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm I'm ready for some fun. I need a cold front though, Mickey, to get this thing going around here. It's uh, it's just pretty blah. You know, it's you you're not seeing the does, you're not seeing the bucks, just not seeing much of anything. Did see a few doves yesterday. They kind of moved in a little bit. Good. But what we did see yesterday is Travis was sitting down on the front porch at about two o'clock. And this giant buck ran out down there on that middle lane, you know, right there where we feed uh-huh. all the, the out there at the house. And we call it the 300, and there's a feeder at 300 yards. Well, a big buck walked very, very slow across. He said there was a, had a, a big red spot up near his uh, his hip, like it had been shot in the, back there behind, way back. He really? Said it was moving real, real slow. Yeah. He said it's a giant. So... Now we got to sit on the front porch. Somebody's got to protect that area, so, you know, to see if see if we can get that deer. So if he's hurt, we need I'm to get him. Yeah, <laughs> you're nothing the porch be- guy. Hey, I've I've <laughs> shot deer out of just about every stand down there over the years, but I've never shot one off the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I after that, Travis woke me up. I you know I got up early yesterday. I went to bed early, but he said you better get up. There's a giant buck out here. So I got out there and. Got my gun and binoculars and just sat right there on the porch and made me a, about a three-hour hunt. We had a, a good shooter eight-point came in and another little eight-point. They were chasing does, but the big buck never walked back across. I swear. We don't know. We're going we're gonna to go down there and look for birds. It didn't get shot on our property because we haven't heard any shots in several days. So, right. You know, when we did hear a shot, there's a, a, some property next door that gets hunted, a little 600-acre place. They may have shot over there. We don't know. Right. But – he, if he shot, he shot way back, or he got into a fight, and he lost. Well, he could have got so, gored, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's going to be very surprising when this cold front hits because the, the young bucks are chasing does everywhere, but the big boys are just walking through out there. You can see them. They're, you know, yeah, they're just, they're just letting the young guys wear all the deer down till it's time. They know when those does are ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
They just yeah. move in and whip butt and run all the youngsters off and take over. Kind of like a yeah. Friday night at Gillies, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. I got, went home and did, got grocery shopping done for down here and got Christmas stuff done. And I turned out, I made a just a, a U-turn, man. I wasn't there. And you are a road warrior. Man, oh, man. <laughs> you got to do it. Make hay while the sun shines. Boy, how many frequent driver miles do you have on 59? Jeez. Oh, I don't know. Years. I got this brand new truck, and I got 18,000 miles on it. I hadn't had it. But about you already got months. 18 grand on that new truck? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Oh, well. It's a tool. That's all it is, is a tool. Yeah. I don't, I don't get attached to my trucks. You know, I, I've scratched it so bad already. I, I had uh-uh. all four. All four brand new tires had about a million mosquito thorns in it, so I had to go buy new tires. You know, those street tires just don't cut it down here. No, they don't. <laughs> well, it's like I told Sammy that time when him and Raz came down. I said, "Don't take your truck down there to, you know, to dove hunt. Let's take one of these uh, ranch trucks truck. here, ranch trucks." <laughs> He did. Yep. Well, next morning he got up, he had two flats. Remember, they had to take them off and take yep. them oh, yeah. down. <laughs> These street tires don't make it down here. It's, no. it's the, it's not the cactus, it's the mesquite thorns. And when we mow all these roads every year, you're mowing over millions of little mesquites, so you got all those brittle, hard little thorns sticking out everywhere. All so over the place. You better that have one good quail time. truck you got, I remember last year I counted 17 plugs in that one left rear tire. <laughs> I see it I looks it. like a porcupine. Y'all didn't even cut them off. They're just sticking out. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> well, that's uh, all the all of the ranch trucks got new tires on this year, and that's quite an expense. We got like five ranch trucks. Well, uh, that we got cheap. all good. We got some good bad tires on them now. We ain't had no flats for a while. Yeah, but it's, it's a tool, Mickey. Everything's just a tool, you know. That's don't come it. down here with with your beautiful F. 250 down here you don't want to go through our stuff down here it's going to come out with scratches and flats hey remember that brand new diesel i bought that year that black one onyx black and you and i and and mickey ray went over to uh uh what was it uh over there in relitos that ranch in relitos yeah Yeah. and uh you put me and him in the wagon wheel so he could shoot a doe (laughs) And you took off my truck. I said, hey, don't get off road with that truck, man. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even a week old. And uh, I heard you shoot, and then you come driving up, and uh, I scratched that truck all up, man. Drove out there in the brush and loaded that deer up. Said, I got Mickey Ray a doe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you remember that. I can, I, can, I, I can vaguely remember it. But, you know. It's just a material thing, Mickey. Those trucks, you can buff them out. It's not that bad a deal. Well, yeah, with this clear coat, it doesn't scratch into the paint. It just burns it and makes it look like a scratch, and they can buff that right out. What happens is immediately when you go on our ranch roads, it's dusty, and you get one little scratch in there. The dust, you know, implants into that little scratch, so it looks really bad, but it's not. Yeah. I remember I that, so uh, that Laguna that we had a pair of them that Lewis Delhomme sponsored us with for a couple of years. <laughs> That one scratch on that one side of yours wasn't going to buff out. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I was fishing the CCA Guides Cup, and I was pulling into a, an F-lease up to one of those separators. We started early in the morning. We are going to fish under the lights. 
and I hit one of those channel marker uh, telephone poles, and uh, <laughs> it, it knocked a whole six foot long all the way down the side of the thing. And one of my customers walked up and says, "Hey, you got a hole in your boat?" I said, "We're not sinking, are we?" He goes, "No." I said, "Okay, just keep fishing." <laughs> when he got daylight, I said, "Oh my goodness." I, I ripped a six-foot hole down the side of the thing. I remember up above, you came right over to my house that afternoon after the tournament, after we weighed in. You pulled up across the street to park over by Sweetie's house, and that tallow tree had a low limb on it, and then you tore the windshield and the handrail off the console <laughs> and got out and looked at me and Ray and said, oh, it's just material, material stuff. It's no harm, no foul. Oh, that was it. had that big old gash down the side. I said, only Friar Mood could do something like that. Hey, I kept on using that boat. I got a piece of plywood, screwed it on from the outside <laughs> so no water splashed in there. I cut a, about a one-foot piece of plywood about seven foot long and just screwed it to the side of the boat, you know. But uh, when old Jerry Sanders got through with that boat, though, he couldn't tell that there was even a no. scratch on it. Remember, he oh, used he... mine to pop the mold off of it to fix that one. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. That was fun. That was fun. We had a lot of fun with those, man. Yeah, We've we had did. a lot of different boats in our lifetime, and, you know, they're just getting better and better every year, motors and boats, better and better. But those old Kenners of ours have held together real well, didn't they? Yeah, uh, James <laughs> sent me a text. He said, Blaine's the only one that can tear up more stuff than me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Plog can tear some stuff up. Oh, I'm going to tell you, and everybody, it's not that we tear stuff up. We use our stuff okay? every it. day. We use it and use it and use it until it breaks, and then we get it fixed. Then we go using it again. That's all. It's That's just it. a, a tool. All this stuff's just tools. Welcome so, to the guide we're out. That's us. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, hey, I'll be all seeing right. you tomorrow, man. All right, great. Grade them up. I'm coming. and I'm, <laughs> I'm feeding them for you, And buddy. Mr. Weatherby's right. coming with me, baby. You need to post some pictures so all the listeners can see the big buck you're going to shoot in the next couple of days. Well, we'll see. I didn't get one last year. I shot some culls for you, but, uh, hey, you never know. Old big boy may just step out and mess up. You'll go viral. You're going to go yes, viral. Yes, sir. Well, throw uh, them out a number, Blaine. Somebody wants to come down and deer hunt and quail hunt. Come on down, y'all. 713-703-6656. We'll be sitting right here. Yeah, keep running over them snakes. Thin them out. See you after a while. All right, brother. See you, Blaine. Bye. All right, that's Captain Blaine Fryermood down in deep south Texas. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know that approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And out of that 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. And a PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature that's proven to save your life. And Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear. I really like it. It's comfortable. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable in hot weather. And plus, it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water. And the durable ripstop fabric, it resists tears and punctures. And inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers. But Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Christmas Eve morning. It is 622 here in the Bayou City. All right, uh, let's go down to G-Town. Let's check in with my good friend, Captain J.P. James Plog, see what he's up to this morning. Plog, tell me some lies, baby. Yo, man, what's up, buddy? <laughs> you and Friar Mood tearing stuff up. I'm laughing about Friar Mood. Hey, but you do, man. We destroy everything. And if, that's why you can't, you know, I've talked about this before. Why you can't make any money in this business? These kids see all this stuff. Oh man, I'm gonna make seven hundred dollars a day. I'm gonna be rich, big time stuff. Well, it all ends. It's over. If you really in the charter boat business and you're really going, <laughs> you better figure all that stuff in, buddy, because you're fixing to destroy everything you own. It's a money exchange. That's all it is, man. You're just paying bills and making a living, and uh, <laughs> at the end of the year, if you got any money left over, you're doing good, bud. You're doing good. That's well, remember why, the limping know. we used to do back in the early 80s and everything? I mean, and, and oh, there wasn't man. any other guides, no competition. <laughs> and you could run 300 days a year and still be broke at the end of the year. You wouldn't have nothing. I remember, man, when DJs was there, when he actually oh, owned God. it. I don't know. We ain't thieves by no means, but I think we may have got us about five gallons there that day. And I ain't no, uh, remember I pulled <laughs> up and you went in to get us a couple of coffees and uh, – we didn't have any money, uh-uh, and, uh, we had nothing. but the big trout were biting. We couldn't leave them alone, and and uh, I went ahead and gassed up the truck. I we had uh, that's why we were. I was pulling your whaler because you had gas in it. I and, uh, had gas in it. And that's then how we uh, I run a couple of trips after that, and I went by there and gave Dan Hancomer twenty something bucks, whatever I you know it cost that time, and. Uh, paid him he said mick you don't have to do that said just you know i'll, I'll run you a ticket here i said no i don't want to do that because then i'll really run it up yeah so, hey, then uh, we really wouldn't be able to pay for it 
He was so you nice, know, man. He took care of us. Remember, he'd always give us free boudin and all that. He was a good guy. He was good. Remember the most? I wouldn't eat one now to save my life. Remember the most link sauces we'd wrap up and that bread with <laughs> that mustard? Got to have a wraparound with some barbecue sauce on it. Dude, you'd hit that wraparound, that grease would just shoot out of it <laughs> he was eating it. <laughs> um, but now, see, Nikki is different. He ain't dead it's yet. A, he ain't dead yet. It's big girl season. We couldn't beg nobody to go fishing with us. That's why me and you just went. I know. Would go. Hey, did you see that Christmas Eve picture I sent you all ago? Yeah, gosh, dog, we were young, dude. Hey. We were young, but, boy, did you see them logs laying on that shoreline when we were squatted down up there in that marsh grass? And there's a bunch of them. That was, and look at us. Got our waders on, our old red ball waders with short-sleeved T-shirts on. That's how warm it was that Christmas Eve. I was just saying. That was me and you and Cullen and Killer caught all them fish, man. That's a pile I want to say that was Christmas Eve, wasn't it? It was. I think in 1985, Christmas Eve 1985, at the hole. I think. I was, man, maybe 21, 20, just to turn 20. I don't remember. Maybe 22. I don't remember. I was, I know I was young. I look like man, a kid, I, too. I mean, that's just crazy. Well, well, we were, man. We were. That we was, didn't know uh, nothing about fishing like we do now, throwing mirror lures at them. Well, Mickey, we had to 808s, baby. Man. Hey, I remember everybody talks about top waters and all this stuff now. I never forget that. I think it was you had a red fin. I don't know where you got it. I think we were leaving at an oyster bio that morning, and you were wiping the windshield, run that hook in your hand. Yeah, I buried you it in my that? thumb. Remember, we couldn't get it out, and couldn't I get got it the out. pocket knife out and started cutting a big old gash in there and still couldn't get it out, and you turned white on me. Said, no, oh, it man, was bad. Let's. It's bad. I mean, it was one of them big old treble hooks, too, and I couldn't get it out. So we went to the emergency room in Anahuac, and that guy, he got that hook out and everything. And, and he told me, he said, uh, he wrapped it up and put a latex glove on there and said, don't get it wet. He said, uh, you may not want to fish today. And that was from my right hand where I grabbed the fish. I said, no, we're going fishing. Remember me we and, turned and right around jumped and out of the boat? And I said, hey, I've... That red fin, I'm going to fish with it now since I've caused all these problems. We're late. We done missed a bite, and we got out, and we just rolled them up. We killed them. Well, what it taught us, or taught me, you figured it out. You know, you went there and got them shallow fish where I was hanging up, man, and you were crushing them, and I was getting mad. I mean, you Boy, were I was absolutely that bait down over the top of those towheads along that shoreline, and them big girls had come out of there, and just you'd just see the swirl and just – Man, hang on. They'd take off and run straight out deep. Well, I finally got them down there on the point. They got out there a little bit deeper. I right. catch them. I was trying to get in there with you, and I said, man, I ain't watching this show. I think <laughs> I think we took pictures of that day. I know you got them, and I may have them. We took them pictures that day, of, and they're in black and white. That's when I had my we, pursuit. I'm yeah, we to took some black down. and white. Remember that one year we, we shot a bunch of black and white stuff? Yeah. And uh, I think that day, man, you had I mean, in that stringer you caught probably weighed sixty pounds. I mean, we were we wasn't even on one them good. And uh, no, I we missed the bite. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. But we were forced to learn how to do other things. I remember that the first 
jumping men of real top water that we I think Blaine had a man dancer, but I never seen Blaine catch nothing on that man dancer. You no, but the biggest trout I ever had on in my life was on a man dancer up there in the pocket between Reds and Cross Bio in about knee deep water. On a That's man the one dancer. that gave me nightmares for a year. Oh, I remember you losing that fish. That yeah. fish was, that was three on a feet man dancer. Or better. Well, Blaine always had one, but he never caught nothing on it. And then <laughs> who brought us them jumping minnows and somebody had one? There wasn't like three of them. And you didn't have one. I got up in your boat. Took it the was last David one. Faust and Joe Petty. <laughs> That's who that was. Came with me, and I took them back to the refuge. We were waiting back there. It was it was cold this time of year, and uh, David put a bone jumping men on, and it, it it sounded like bombs going off. I'm going, what in the hell are you throwing? Yeah, it's what a is secret that? weapon? Somebody down in Mansfield, some guy he fished with down there, turned him on to him. It's a rebel jumping minute. It was a freshwater bait, and yes. uh, bass fishermen used it. And uh, boy, that's that's when jumping minnows went ballistic. After that day, remember we the only place you could get them was Bass and Bay, and we'd buy them by the dozens. We would buy them by the dozens. That's no lie. You couldn't buy them by the dozen now. You ain't got enough money. No. I don't know what they cost, but we would go get the whole cardboard box. However many was in there, what twelve or whatever, we yeah. buy the whole thing. <laughs> but they ruined that bait. Somebody bought that company. I was at the meeting it. when they told us what they were going to do. Remember, me and Terry Neal and uh, Terry Shaughnessy were on that. Uh, was called America's Team or something like that. Yeah. Oh no, it's yes. Doug Bird. Doug Bird. Doug me Bird. And Terry Neal down at Mansfield. And we had that big meeting at Rayburn with the Murray brothers and all the Bass Pros, and they said that they were going to put a flash in there like Miralure uses in their baits. And we tested them in that pond there at that center. We were, I said, they're not, they don't work the same. They don't sound the same. They, when you stop them, they they don't sit down in the water with the tail down like they're supposed to. I said, you're going to ruin this bait. Well, we can't keep the chrome on them. I said, who cares? They knocked cares? the chrome off. I got me a good bone-jumping minnow, man. And, 100%. Uh, when they went to that flash and that bait, that killed the era of the jumping minnow. Killed it. Yeah, it, it, it destroyed that bait. And other lures have, have done that, you know, done <clears throat> stupid stuff. It worked. And you were right. The, the, the more they ate it, the more that paint fell off, the better it was. You know, It just, was a calico then, and the fish ate it up. They didn't care. They wanted that tone and that action on that bait. Yeah, it was that was that was a good bait. It probably if we went back to throwing it right now, probably that bait probably was so good, good. I was uh I was waiting Hodges one time with it and we had him out on the deep end. Remember when it used to make like a T head out there? Mm-hmm. And you'd stop on the ridge and throw up on top of that T head on the right and left side of it. And then fish were pulled up tight on top of that T head of shell, that knuckle shell. And you throw a bone jumping minnow over it and then bring it back on there and stop it. And they, I mean, they were crushing it so hard. I mean, they'd take the rod out of your hand. But I had one that flipped my bait up in the air. That bait was a foot in the air, and a four pounder jumped out of the water and ate that bait in midair. Remember how the water gets so clean? And I mean, yeah, it just, what a bait. Well, that East Shoreline over there, remember it when it would blow. I mean, it would literally blow your hat off. You know, we were doing, and I ain't trying to act big time or nothing, but we were doing all that stuff. People wouldn't dream about going out and the stuff that we fished in. 
But there'd be one green strip left on that. The whole thing would be trash, remember? Yeah, total mud clear. hole with one green strip from the tide. And, buddy, just park and get out. It don't matter. And you and I and Blaine was over there one day, and I know it's, it's you just throw your lure up in the air and it would just take off. But, <laughs> you know, that – and still to this day, I don't do it as much anymore, Mickey, because, number one, we don't have, you know, the size of fish like that. Right. But, you know, besides, of course, we caught millions of fish on, on Marylers. But if you wanted to just fish for a big trout, you could take a straight back red fin and do nothing but throw it, and one of them's going to eat it. It's probably – one of the best big trout baits, but it's hard to throw, man. It People is. It's work. I mean, that's that's when I developed the leave it to beaver pattern. Get that music in your head and work your rod tip to leave it to beaver, buddy. They would smoke it. They'd take hey, it away a from fish it. will today, and literally, people say, oh, he took my rod out of my hand, but seriously, on a red fin, when we had the big, big trout, <clears throat> if you weren't holding on real good, Buddy, he would take it away from you. Hey, out of all the lures I've thrown in my career, nothing gets hit harder than a straight-back red fin. Nothing. No bait alive would would draw strikes like that. It's just incredible. They don't, dude. Let me knock this break out, James. I'm going to come back and finish this up. Hang on, buddy. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Located right in downtown Belleville, a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go to their meat market. Check out all their great cuts of grade-A pork, beef, and chicken. Full menu of pecan smoke barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And gift boxes available in their store or online. And wild game processing, they make Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring, th- bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday at their processing facility, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they're celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Christmas Eve morning. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Captain JP. All right, Plog, we're back, buddy. Yo, buddy. Hey, I was sitting here thinking about talking about them fishing in the shallow, about how much I learned from y'all over the years. Hell, I went to work for you. I was 19 years old. We all learned from each other, man. We just went out and just, hey, blind Nello and just did it. We did a lot. I out of shoreline, said, well, we don't have to worry about wading here anymore. I don't think fish like living here. You know, we eliminated all the bad water and kept the good water, you know. Kept the good water. I never forget one day I was was at the hole, and we was out there deep filling up what old cheap waders we had, just absolutely (laughs) just crushing them. Pound and a half, two pound trout on Miller, just eating them up. Here comes Blaine. And we had already had our 60 or whatever we had. And he pulls in there and I say, man, they're right out here. He said, what about them slicks in there? Nah, ain't no good, Blaine. I, I kind of went in there and we, we cashed nothing. <laughs> huh, all right. I said, but they're out here. So I leave and he pulls in there. This is how good fishing was. I left and he pulls in to get out right where we were at. And I went out there looking for reds or something. Well, I run in the plane about three hours later. He said, hey, look at this. <laughs> Boy, he pulled up to me, and he's got them fish strung up in a circle in the bottom of that boat. And they're all legit, three to fives, and he had a couple sevens and some sixes. I said, where'd you catch him, man? He said, right there in them slicks you drove off from. I never <laughs> forgot that lesson right there. I went, man, that's crazy. <clears throat> Get in there tight, baby. Hey, that's – uh, we, we learned uh, – you know, and especially on a low tide, everybody thinks, well, them fish rolled out of here. They're out deep. we got to wait out deep on a low tide. Well, no. <laughs> the lower that tide would get, the shallower those fish would get, man. Ain't that the truth, bro? They're just so near. And then we finally learned, we did, us, we finally learned how to catch them in there and figure it out. Well, how, we how came up them. with new baits and new ideas and techniques, you know. And, uh I, I'll never forget, I was on the North Shoreline East Bay between uh, Windmill and Moody's. Or no, actually, we were on the other side of Moody's. We were wading towards Boggy, you know, where that point comes out behind Deep Reef. Yes, and, uh, yes. Or Middle Reef, whatever you want to call it. Back then, we called it stick-ups. But that little pocket before you got to the point of that shell, I had, I had... Well, David Martin could come. Some guy came in his place, but it was Terry Keith and all that bunch that fished with me for years. Older guys, they love waiting. We got in there, and it, it was behind a norther. Tide was low. And I got up in there shallow. I said, well, I'll see if I can find them some reds in here. Hey, buddy. I got to looking. That sun was out, and that clear water. Remember how clear that North Shore it line would get, would get back clear. in the day before all this silt. But, uh Hey, I started seeing these big black logs laying everywhere. I said, oh, my God, those are trout. And I couldn't figure out how to catch them. And I reached in my waiting box, took my mirror lure off, and put a 7M on a number 19. No, it was 18, the one with silver sides. And I threw it up there against the bank, and I started jigging it back. And I got close to three of those big logs laying there and stopped it. And all three of them went for it, and I just bowed up. And here you go. I got a nine-pounder. I said, oh, my God. Well, that have I caught three in a row like that, and I got them all in there and kept them out deep, you know, throwing in towards the bank. And I said, just look for a black area, anything that looks black like a log laying there, and just throw past it. Don't throw on top of him. You'll scare him off. Throw past him and bring that lure by him. And, uh, well, I got a picture hanging up in here, black and white, of Dan Hancomer. He's, 
I'm uh, got him on a D liar. He's got that was the first ten pounder somebody ever caught with me a legit ten pound trout. It was I was just saying that trout long. was. He was 10 pounds, wasn't he, yeah. that fish? and I had uh, three over nine that day, and one of them I got mounted because it was a male. I had a 914 that was a male, biggest male I'd ever caught. And God, uh, Al Hellmeyer said, it, you know, when he mounted, he said it was a true male. But uh, we didn't catch but like 22 fish that day, but every one of them was as long as your leg. Big 70 of mirror lures, man. Hey, that North Shoreline used to be really good. I think Gary oh, God, the biggest there fish from yeah, over there. Gary, uh, well, Gary and David both caught tens over there by the barge there at uh, uh, Richards, Richards Reef. Man, I never caught a, a, a ten in the bay, Mickey. I caught one at the jetties. Right, that's a rare bird. That's a rare he, bird. He he's tough to find, man. He's tough to find. You know, we uh, seen him. He's really tough now. <laughs> <laughs> he may not exist. Well, maybe on the beach somewhere. But one day, it was kind of like what you saw. Probably not that good, but we were in the back end right there by the old barge on that flat. Right. Well, the night before, this one I was kind of living at Bolivar, kind of trying to burn some brain cells up. I had Greg Scott with me, and we catch like 30 trout in there. If I'm about to jump in minutes, that's how long ago that was. Right. And they're all big. Everything's big. We caught them till about 9 o'clock that night. Well, I was staying down there. Well, I had Jay Stuckey coming the next day. He made a long story short, we got him. So I ain't sure I ever went to bed. I just <laughs> I just loaded Jay up the next day, and we go back down there, and we don't catch nothing. I mean, getting no bison. Man, I can't believe them fish are gone. Well, the sun gets just right, and I'm warning around in there not catching nothing hungover. And I look, and I start seeing them, just what you said. I said, man, it'd be two or three together in a pack of about ten, and then maybe one. So I got Jay and Greg, and they said, hey, man, just walk around in here and throw at these fish, man. They're all in here. This is this is what we caught last night, but they're not biting. And we never did get them to bite, Mickey. We caught maybe four. But Jay did catch an 8-4 in there. He threw at it with a one in white, uh, a broken back red fin, the white one. Remember that white one they made? Oh, I didn't yeah. even like it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it had them red eyeballs or whatever. But he caught an 8-4 in there casting at it. But it's amazing how many fish we saw for none of them to bite. It was yeah. pretty crazy. Remember Man, that's that time uh, we stayed down at Bolivar? Uh, we had that big boat group. We had four boatloads of them. And uh, it was, remember, when that was Dave Quidon's retirement party. That's when he was oh. retiring from Galveston oh, Bay. Yeah. He was moving to Port O'Connor, going to put a lodge up and all that. And we had that giant party. Well, we got with those guys the next morning there at Stingray. And, and the, this one guy said, well, Mick, we want to catch a lot of fish. I mean, we want to we wanna burn them down. We want, we want numbers. I said, well, there's your guy. Go with that short guy over there. That's Captain Plog. He'll... Uh, <laughs> He'll put you on more fish you want to reel in. And I said, if anybody wants any big fish, you need to go with me. We're not going to catch many, but we're going to catch some toads. Well, <laughs> these three guys went with me. Blaine had got his boat full, and Tim, you know, Young, got his boat full. We all went out. I went straight over to Robinson Bow, and uh, that water was air clear in that morning. I'd get out and remember how hungover we were. Well, I don't even think we went to bed that night. We didn't. We just went party. straight. We went and, straight fishing. And we were staying at Jay Ishbach's house there on the beach. But anyway, remember Timmy was stuck the next morning, pop it and all that, trying to get his truck out with his boat <laughs> on it. It was stupid. 
But we get over there, and uh, about my third cast, I catch one about seven pounds. And I got him up to me, and and I reached down there and grabbed him and picked him up, and I'm taking the, that red fin out, taking the hooks out of him, and just drop him in the water. And one of those guys standing next to me yelled at his buddy next to him, said, hey, he's serious. He's throwing back seven-pounders. We're going to catch big ones today. <laughs> I dropped it because I was so weak. I couldn't hold on to it. And uh, we end up, I think we caught 17 trout that day, and every one of them were over six pounds. We had some hogs. Then I pull into Stingray, and you got a mound of dead stuff laying all under the fish cleaning table and fryer mood, all this dead meat and Timmy. Those were the days, buddy. I remember those like it was yesterday. I do too, man. It was so fun. Everything was new. And that's, you know, it was, it was always a learning process. Well, we were still learning stuff. Now we know too much and that hurts us a lot of times because we know too much. That's why we used to do good making your tournaments when we left Galveston because it forced us to learn stuff. And that's kind of like where I've been fishing, you know, here recent times. It's, it's something new. I I, I try to, you know, I I love that. I mean, and I don't want to sound callous but if you and i never caught another two pound trout on a jig we're probably going to be okay you know we're probably going to be fine so i look for other stuff it's always it's always us against the fish you know and and that's kind of what we've always prided i'll take one big trout a day over 20 pencils a day one big all day if i had money and we weren't chartering, you know, when you, when you, when you throw the charter game in there, it's a different deal. You're there for your guys and you got to see mm. their capabilities. You got to what they can bites. do. Exactly. And you know, the guys that grew up fishing with us, there a lot of them are old or dead and can't fish now, but I would call those guys. We taught them. They were really good fishermen and they could yes. do what we used to do. I mean, look now at the guys they, like Joe Petty and all that bunch that grew up fishing with me, man. They're studs, I mean, they're, buddy. They're studs. studs. I mean, they no, and they no. didn't they didn't whine and cry about numbers or nothing. They 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 dealt with me and I, and I probably neglected them a lot by not putting them on a ton of fish. But we always caught big fish, you know. And that's uh, they cut their teeth doing that. That's why they're so well, that's good. What we, that's what we were after, buddy. That's it. Now get me. All right, a man. Well, I got a, a whole board hanging on, and I got about uh, about seven minutes left, so I'm gonna make some quick christmas uh hellos and all that to listeners but uh james if somebody wants to call you and go out and catch big girls <laughs> get you. you got it buddy <laughs> hey well, look man always appreciate it thank you for everything blessed today we got been friends many many years always appreciate long, it it's and, been a uh, long ride woodrow <laughs> hell of a ride woodrow hell of a ride Bye, buddy merry christmas four nine seven seven one seven three oh six all right, brother. Later, man. Roger, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Let's uh, make this quick. Uh, let's make these calls brief so we can say hi to everybody. Rick Bash, you're first up. Good morning. Good morning, Mickey. I'll make it fast as I can. I want to shout out to our friend, uh, David Faust. Uh, he's a really great friend of mine. We're both in the same real estate brokerage business for farms and ranches, and he's a good one, and I feel like I am, and I've had the pleasure of working with him on on uh, several really, really good ones. And and uh, if he's listening, hey, David, how you doing? Also, I can't go without wishing Merry Christmas to our good friend, Guitar Dave. And so I, I got to get that in there. I really enjoy him. I've never met him, but I feel like I know him. 
And right. um, through your show, you've made a lot of friends over the years. And uh, we, we actually talk off air a little bit. And uh, so, anyways, I uh, wanted to say that. I was going to say real fast that this time of year, you know, I kind of shut down and uh, kind of see which way my boys are going and see which one will let me tag along. And, uh, of course, they're both hunting and fishing, but I'm not tagging along. But all this week I've been doing, or last two weeks, I've been doing what I really, my real passion. You may, you may laugh out loud or you may laugh to yourself. Um, I love to crow hunt. I love it. Yeah. You can hunt them year round. Uh, you can hunt them any time of the day. Uh, weather ain't really got nothing to do with it unless it's pouring down rain or so sucked in fog like yesterday was. And uh, they're very, very smart bird. I mean, smart. You got to be on your toes. But I have spent a week um, just calling them and go, you know, just no, no gun with me. Just calling. Yeah. And I can call and uh, say, nope, I, I could hit. I just say, man, I could have hit him or, man, I, I should, that right. should not have been a shot. Just to get tuned up on them and um, – but this week I kind of went after them a little, and uh, I'm gonna tell you something. You want a challenge? You know, year-round deal. Go for it. One last right, thing Rick. on the crow. He has no natural enemy, buddy. He's like a feral hog. You ever seen anything go after one? No. They they are. I got you. They are. Uh, they're on their own. Thank All you, right, Nick. I gotta you get everybody else year. in, brother. All right. Good Merry luck Christmas. on your on your hunt, partner. Thank you. you. All right. Later. All right, Dave. You're up. What's up? Hey, Captain Nick, Merry Christmas, happy birthday. You have fun out there, please, and then Thank kill you. you, man, kill you a big deer. And, hey, it sounds like you might get me a rattlesnake skin, and if you get it, uh, I, I guarantee I'll take care of you, man. And I will hook you up if I get one. I hope I don't get one, but if I do, you're you're my man. Yeah. Or if I've been promising you a snake ad for a long time now, I'll get him for you. No, that's okay. And, you know, I do appreciate it because I, I grew up, Watching my cousins go to the rattlesnake hunts and stuff, and you see that the rattlesnake skin tanned on hanging on the wall, it was something else. But uh, pretty cool. And one more, one more thing, real quick. Don't don't leave uh, anything inside your vehicle because a dude in a BMW pulled up over here at the liquor store where I was working, and uh, and some dudes broke his window out when he came in, stole twenty thousand dollars out of his deal, and they didn't even touch the Christmas presents, man. So. In the hood, brother. In the hood. I'm telling you. All right, Dave. Merry Christmas. I'm out. Merry Christmas, man. Get on. All right. Later. All right. Uh, Andy and friends would drop, but we got Craig in G Town. He'll be our last caller. Craig, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, Mickey. How you doing, buddy? Couldn't be better, man. It's Christmas. Chomping at the bit. You ready to get on down 59? Yeah, I'm ready to have some good family time today and tonight and then uh, head south tomorrow. Good deal. Good deal. I got my biggest buck last weekend with Crocker. Uh, Yeah, I saw that picture you sent me. Very nice deer. It's great. Yeah, full-bodied old deer and uh, came out of nowhere, man. Just dropped him at the feeder. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we had a great hunt. Uh, Kitty put Kitty on a, a a blind by herself, and she did real well. She got her about a hundred and forty pound hog and a doe to boot. So we we shot four animals in 
one day. Boy, y'all went Saturday. on a meat haul there, brother. From a zero to a hero. It's so, like uh, that uh, redneck jingle bells we've been playing. Fill that freezer up. <laughs> that's, I'm whittling down on that meat right now. I'm getting it packaged up. and uh, Anyway, looks like it's going to be a a great uh, great Christmas, and uh, I hope you do well down there. And uh, Plus, you, you know, happy birthday to you. I will appreciate and, uh, that. That's uh, I kind of want to stop counting those things. <laughs> you know, it's getting like that, isn't it? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I keep thinking, are you kidding me? Or really, that's that's the age now. Exactly. Looks like Crocker got him a new dog. Do you see that? Yeah, I saw that yellow, beautiful dog, man. What's where? He just had to have another one, huh? He just couldn't take it. He well, got you know, two. I didn't know he had. He already has two other dogs besides Sue. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, he didn't say nothing about getting another dog. I don't know if that's juniors or or what. But well, my anyway. baby, he gave me. She's still kicking, man. It's uh, kicking like a chicken. Twelve years. She'll so be Molly's 13. that color, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's a that well the guys at you know raise labs they call them a red, but actually she's like a peanut butter yellow. You know, they're pretty yeah, dogs, yeah. loyal dogs, well, nothing like them. Sue's doing real well. She's she's in her prime. So uh, yep. Anyway, it's all good, man. It's all good. All right, Craig. Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and. Uh, Kitty and the girls, Thanks, and y'all, y'all have a good one. I'm glad y'all got you some meat. Sound like y'all be yes, good sir. all year. Yes, sir. Well, give right, Rhonda buddy. a hug and uh, Merry Christmas to all. I will. All right, Craig. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But uh, it was a fun Christmas Eve show. I love doing this, and uh, can't wait to get out of here and i just want to wish everybody a merry christmas and a happy new year and do what you love and uh, you never know when time's up just enjoy yourselves love your family and your friends and make the most of it we'll see you next year thanks for listening to the outdoor show here at sports radio 610 kilt houston this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.